Welcome to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. I'm Dr. Millicent Rovello, and I am here today with my wonderful, non-embarrassed colleague, Dr. <laughs> Jay Calvert. I'm a little embarrassed. <laughs> Did I embarrass you? A little bit. Just... <laughs> You know, I don't think I'm a necrose, but I, uh, but I'm a little embarrassed today. Uh, we're just nerding out over our last podcast where we talked about <laughs> embarrassed blood vessels, but no one's embarrassed today. No, we're, we're good. all super happy and glad. Totally to be perfused. Here. Totally well perfused, and here today to talk about a subject very near and dear to my heart and to everyone's hearts, really, the IMF, otherwise known as the inframammary fold. Yes, the inframammary fold. It is a structure that you need to understand in terms of breast surgery that's very important. It's super important. It is that actual distinct line that separates the bottom of the breast from the abdomen. And it's there in men, a little bit less defined, and it's there in women. It's there in everybody. And it is a very, very real structure. And I say that because I have to say that. Because I remember when I was going through general surgery, I would have attendings taking me through mastectomies and they would just blow through the IMF and they, <laughs> and they would even say, it's not a real thing. It's not an actual structure. And I had one <sighs> surgeon who was very particular and he would took me through a mastectomy really carefully and he said, look, look right there. It is a real structure and you could see it. You can see it. It's very obvious. And it's a collection or um condension condension is that a word Con- condensation Conden- condensation <laughs> i don't know it's a i know what i'm trying to say <laughs> it's a coagulation it's a hey it's a coagulation no it's a yeah. it's a confluence confluence a, of yeah, of fibrous bands that go from the undersurface of the skin down to the chest wall and it pulls that skin in down to the chest wall and it is the defining border of the bottom of the breast and you have to respect it i have a lot of respect for the imf hands down and you don't want to embarrass it either. I don't want him. I do not want that IMF <laughs> you embarrassed. To, you do not want to embarrass the IMF. So not only is it a structure, but histologically, which means on sectioning, on looking on the microscope, it's very clear that the IMF is a very real thing. Very real thing. Yeah. And it's important when you're doing breast surgery, um, reconstructive breast, cosmetic breast, because that structure serves many functions really but let's kind of go through the different surgeries where where we have to address it the first one is sort of the most obvious and that's an implant surgery so when you're doing an implant-based surgery whether it's reconstruction or cosmetic implants you need that imf to be in a solid position every once in a while after a mastectomy the mastectomy surge is blown through the imf and it's non-existent I have to repair it. I put it back on just about everybody. You have to make a new one. Because otherwise, that tissue expander or that implant is going to sort of fall down towards the abdomen. There's not going to be a distinct cutoff. It's going to have this sort of blunted, obtuse angle as opposed to a nice crisp angle. And it just doesn't look like a breast. So you have to put it back when it's been destroyed. The other thing is when you're putting in a cosmetic implant, sometimes during the dissection, the IMF will be released unintentionally. You have to put it back together because if you don't, that will be what causes what we call a double bubble deformity where the implant slides below the IMF 
but the IMF kind of retains its memory, and so it shows up as a dent across the bottom portion of the implant, where most of the implant's above it, and then there's like this bubble below it, and you can that's called a double bubble deformity, and it's not cute. <laughs> I was going to say, you know what else it's called? Hmm. Time for some revision surgery. Time for revision surgery. <laughs> because you cannot, it, 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 it's as you said, it's not cute. It is not cute. And patients. They don't like it. They hate it. And sometimes it's not so obvious as a double bubble. Sometimes it's just more that the implant kind of slides down the chest wall a little bit and just doesn't maybe sit in the same position as the opposite side. But it's because that IMF has been you know weakened or destroyed in some way. So I, like I said, have a lot of respect for the IMF during implant surgery. If in any way I think it's weakened, compromised, I repair it, I put it back where it belongs. Because in general, it needs to sort of stay where it's at. Except unless you are intentionally trying to manipulate it. Right. So this the, the reason we're talking about this so much is the IMF is a key to the aesthetic outcome of breast reconstruction, breast augmentation, uh, even fat grafting of the breast. And I will, I'm going to go one step beyond where we're talking about the IMF, but there, there are patients who are primarily uh, coming in for some sort of breast surgery, whether it be a a breast reconstruction or an implant. And that's in Asian patients. A lot of times the, the IMF is not well-defined right? and it's an issue in terms of getting the aesthetic outcome. Right. It's you have to, because a lot of times they don't have a lot of breast tissue at baseline and trying to figure out where their IMF is, you know, so you know where to put your incision and so that you don't inadvertently yeah. go through it when you're dissecting it. I a thousand percent agree with you. It's it's not as distinct in that population. No, there's there's a fair number of patients that and, you know, uh, like Dean Turiyumi would talk about that because he would do a lot of uh, Asian revision rhinoplasty and even primaries where he's taking rib cartilage. And he said, well, in, in a lot of my patients who are Asian do not have a distinct inframammary fold. So I have to kind of put the incision right. where I you think, it, I should think be. it should go. And right. and I've, I've done a fair amount of breast augmentation on Asian patients. And, and it causes me to sometimes say, you know, I need to put some sutures here and define it. So that that's why understanding the aesthetic unit and the, the purpose uh, in terms of the, the outcome and the look and the, the beauty of the breast Knowing about the IMF is really key. so key. I mean, having a defined IMF in the right position really gives the shape to the lower part of the breast that you want. It gives it a nice curve. It gives it nice definition. And that's very key to getting a nice aesthetic breast. And sometimes when you're putting in implants, patients have what we call like a shortened IMF or short nipple to IMF distance. That's where the distance from the nipple to the IMF is relatively short. And if they don't have implants in, they would never notice it and it would not be a big deal and no one would really talk about it. But if you're putting an implant in and the implant sits where the IMF is, you're going to have a lot of implant above the nipple and not very much below it. And it's not a good look. Also not cute. (laughs) It looks like the nipple is sitting on like the lower third of the breast implant. And... It, that's also not really cute. Uh, so you got to do that measurement. That's why we take measurements when we come when we have you come in for a breast consultation. And if that distance is really short compared to the implant that you want to put in, 
you have to lower the IMF. And again, that that number is really relative to what size you want to be. If you want a small implant, you know, maybe you don't need to do anything. But if you want a double D breast and you're coming in with a nipple to IMF distance of four or five, well, then you got to lower that IMF because otherwise it's going to be a very wonky shaped looking breast. The problem with lowering the IMF intentionally during surgery is that you really have to make sure you reinforce it and that you put some strong sutures in and that they're put in a way that's permanent and that will last and will hold because as soon as you, even if it's intentionally, violate the IMF, you are in for a lot of problems if you don't secure it properly where you want it. We've violated the IMF. We've embarrassed the blood <laughs> supply. What else are we doing? We're doing terrible things. Barbarians over here. Terrible, terrible <laughs> things. You know, reminds me of a Steve Martin joke where he goes, uh, I was thinking about this the other day while I was sitting at home doing terrible things to my dog with a fork. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> just you know, it's Steve, Steve Martin. Martin. How, so, many, how like, many terrible things can he yeah, do? <laughs> exactly. You know, so you think about it, and you're just like, God, you know, I don't want to hurt the IMF. I don't want to embarrass the blood supply. I don't want to do these things. But the reality is, is that sometimes you intentionally have to lower the fold. Now, that to me can be problematic because a lot of the the problems that I see in primary breast augmentation come from lowering the IMF, IMF. because it's over lowered, it's over released, yes. and you see this kind of flat stuff up here mm-hmm. and then there's oh there's the nipple and then there's like boom, right. this thing that's you get an, a nipple to IMF distance of 12 centimeters or I'm sorry 12 centimeters, centimeters we'll right. say it properly so that is also not cute that's not that's what I'm saying you really got to tack it down and the other thing you have to do is you sort of have to release the old IMF completely because it's going to retain its memory. And it, even though you did it intentionally, you, you still sometimes get a little bit of a double bubble if you don't fully, fully Yeesh. release that <sighs> IMF. And I, I probably do that. I do that very infrequently. And if I do it, it's usually in my tuberous breast patients, which is a whole nother podcast. And you really, you have to release the IMF. There's no way around it in those patients. Um, but for all of these reasons, I really try to not do it in my more purely primary standard cosmetic breast augmentation patients. But sometimes you have to do it. And if you do have to release it or you do have to repair the IMF, you know, maybe you're raising it because it was lowered by somebody else. My preference, and you can tell me your preference, is to use a permanent suture. I know some people don't like putting permanent sutures in the breast, but I think this is the one situation where it might be a good idea. I put permanent sutures in the breast and I I get some of that periosteum of the rib if I can. And that is the strongest repair. I've never had an IMF drop doing that. Sometimes I'll even put a layer of mesh on top of that just to really reinforce it and make it secure. And that to me is the like, you know, belt and suspenders repair for IMF reconstruction. Permanent sutures and a piece of mesh. And for the most part, those IMFs aren't going anywhere. I'm going to one-up you on all that. Mm. How about, have you ever done uh, some 2.0 nylon bolsters? That I have not done. So you want to make sure that that IMF stays. And I've, and I've had patients, and it's mostly in breast recon. Mm. Okay, it's not really cosmetic breast. But in breast reconstruction, I'll take a, like a, 
like a chaw of uh, of nylon. Um, no, not nylon of the uh, zero form gauze. Mm. And I'll do bolster, bolster, mm. bolster, bolster, like five bolsters across yeah. the IMF through the skin, through the rib periosteum, back out through the skin. Tie it down. Tie over bolsters on those and that and then also on top of of it all the above and you know you can make your imf that way yeah you sure can for those mastectomy surgeons that blew through your imf that's how you put it back together and they do (laughs) they do i get it they're taking out the breast they're taking out cancer they They have they want to make sure that cancer does not come back they are not leaving a breast cell behind i tell you they got no respect they got no respect they got no respect (laughs) for the imf but it's true i mean they they do they blow through it because they they could give a crap. Right. That's not their job. Their, their job, job is, is to, to get rid of the cancer. Rid of the rest, yeah. And that's what they're going to do. And, and we are here. We have bad. garbage men to come in and, and clean up and, and do our thing. So that is, that's, <laughs> but here's the problem. We're the garbage people. We're the garbage I want to, I want to be respectful. Thank you. I We're the garbage people. Garbage, garbage man, woman, garbage woman. Garbage, z- garbage, z- 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 whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And there are all these other ones. So yeah, we're not going to. You're. you're <laughs> well, it depends who's on the podcast. I just want to be clear. I, I know. All right. Um, they, them. The, What's the other pronouns now? There's there's several. They, them. They, them. I have I have several friends who are they, them. I have they, thems. I'm not sure what the others are. There's some other ones. Some my my ones. son was trying to bring me up to stuff. Yeah. Anyway. But the thing the about people. repairing the IMFs in such a fashion, like we have just discussed, is it hurts. The patients come in and they're like, ah, it's so painful under here. And I'm like, yeah, sorry. It's going to be like that for a little little while. And like two weeks, four weeks, they come in. They're like, it still really hurts. I'm like, yeah. Well, the inflammation lasts. And it's it's that that suture to the rib. And if I've sutured your rib and it hurts, it's going to hurt. And you're welcome because that repair is not going anywhere. (laughs) And it's not permanent. I guarantee you. And we're sorry. The pain goes away. We're sorry, but but not sorry. Sorry, but not sorry. We need to take. It's going to take months. It's going to take months for that rib pain to resolve. But it does. It does. It doesn't last forever. But it's a very, very necessary evil. I mean, you have to do it. And I broke a rib one year, junior year of high school. It, it hurt hurts. For, it hurt for a year. It did. Yeah, the it, ribs, it was painful. They're painful. I don't know what it is. But I mean, they I've, don't, I've got through life, but it, it you sore. notice it. It's always there. Yeah. Yeah, they don't take a joke, those ribs. No, they don't. And But it does help with your IMF repair. Yes. And so then the other category of breast surgery we do that involves the IMF is mastopexies. So mm. mastopexies... Um, Yes. Anybody that needs a breast lift, either on its own, just a, a simple breast lift, or a breast lift with an, an augmentation. I have a lot of patients, especially my weight loss patients that have lost a lot of weight, all of their IMFs have dropped, and they've become very amorphous or, or undefined. They're undefined, and they are lower. Sometimes the IMF can be almost down to the belly button. It's so low on the chest and abdominal wall. It's so bad. And you got to do something to that because if you just do a lift or you do a lift with implants and you don't raise that IMF app back to where it is, they're going to look like they have implants by their belly button. Like that's how low the breast has dropped. So in that case, you got to bring the IMF back up to where it lives. And that's hard because now you're dealing with raising the IMF. You have all this extra skin in a weird place now because it was living in one place before and now it's living in another. It gathers, it wrinkles. It's hard. Those are those are hard ones. Yeah, I mean, and it's, it is about, God, you know, 
how, how many times is it all about your preoperative evaluation? Like the operation needs to be over before you get to the OR. You know, you have to have it totally planned out. And that comes from really understanding here's where the IMF is. Here's where I need to go. This is the quality of the tissue that I'm working with. This is what it's got to look like. This is how it has to work with the surrounding structures. It is, it is a, a real, uh, it's a real challenge of seeing the future. You know, it's, it's really about vision and how, how do you understand that? Cause you know, the patients you do are, they're just, they're just terrifying to me. They're so hard. <laughs> well, you it's know. having a vision for what you are trying to achieve and also the experience of maybe not doing it the right way or doing it the right way. Like having that experience of being like, okay, this is what's going to happen if we don't do it. And this is what it's right. going to look like. You have like. to know that. You kind of have to know that. You got to know it. And um, the only way you know that is. It's kind of by doing you've it. You've done it. Yeah. I mean, you have done so much super difficult body contouring stuff for for people who've lost weight and who, you know, have had difficult breast reconstruction. And, and I mean, I, that stuff is just, you, you really have to have a bag of tricks. Oh, you do. To, to yeah. get, to get it to work. You it can't, is it's not, there's no yeah. textbook answer for any one of those cases. And right. I mean, you, you're, you're very creative and very smart and your results are spectacular, but I can tell you, I'm sure the pain of getting there was. <laughs> it can be revision breast of any variety. It wasn't subtle. Is painful. It is. And it's hard. It's, it's a and it's it's hard. It's a hard surgery for for me to do, and it's a hard recovery for the patients because usually there's a lot of moving parts, and there's mesh, and there's drains, and there's periosteal sutures, and it's it's a lot, and it's not it's not simple or easy by any stretch of the imagination. But it has to be done. Yeah. That IMF needs to be in the right place and it needs to be well secured. And that's your that's your game. I mean, I do a lot of it with aesthetic, with cosmetic breast. I mean, I, I have a ton of bottomed out implants that find their way to me. I, yeah. I, 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 God forbid, God forbid I do a primary breast augmentation. <laughs> Just I know. Where do they what? go? Like, who are they going to? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> What? I know that twenty-five-year-old that comes in that just needs a primary augmentation and nothing else. Oh, they're God. so elusive. <laughs> they just—they don't come. They don't come to me. I know. I—I I get, you know. Hey, uh, doc. You know, I've had three augmentations. Mm-hmm. Never has it been right. I've got a capsular contracture on the right. I've got a bottomed-out one on the left that goes out into my armpit when I lay down. And look how I do this. And you know, right. it's interesting because every once in a while I hear it squeak. Like that's my <laughs> totally. breast patient, right? Isn't that percent. that's your breast that, that, patient? Those are my breast patients. And it's like God, just come for the first one. <laughs> just get the primary yeah. done right. Yeah, it's hard. It's really hard. You know, I think, I think the problem for us, and this is just this is a. This is a very, very Beverly Hills problem. Mm. Is that we're too expensive for those, and they they go for the 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 primary breast augmentation patients tend to go to whoever's got the best price for it, right? Because it's know? usually a younger population of patients. They don't have they a lot don't of have money, money, but they really want pretty breasts. It's true. But and and reality of realities, they got a breast augmentation. Yeah, you know yeah. maybe we don't need to be doing those, but I sure like doing them. I do. I, think they make I love them. Really them. pretty. Yeah, I I, I do too. But, you know, everyone does their thing and, and disaster breasts are mine. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to own that one. 
But that, I think that's pretty much it for the IMFs. You know, you got to get them right. And you got to put them where they belong. My, which brings me to my favorite part of IMF surgery, the recovery. What the IMF? Because what the IMF is happening? Because I'm a huge fan of the shoelace bra. And I'm sure you've oh, seen that. Oh, yes. Yeah. I love this thing. Oh, I do it now, too. I love and it. And I really think I need to have my own embroidered shoelaces. And I can't say that I invented this technique. It was... Um, there was a paper put out by Dan Mills and he described it very well and I latched onto it and I love it. So the shoelace bra is basically a cast or a <laughs> holster for the breast and it is exactly what it stylish, sounds like. Too. It is. It kind of has this stylish. like <laughs> harness look to it. There's a little yeah, bit looks- of S&M depending on what color <laughs> you choose. If you take a black one, you can kind of get kind of sexy with it. I got pink shoelaces for my Mine are pink and blue, yeah. <laughs> But it's made out of shoelaces. It goes around your neck and then it wraps under the breast. And it literally, it's a cast to hold the IMF in place yeah. where you put it. And that's what I tell people. I say, think about it like a cast. Imagine you broke your arm and the surgeon reset it and put it in a cast. It has to stay on for six weeks for those bones to heal in place. If you want to go out for the evening and you're wearing a cute black dress and the cast doesn't match, so you take it off, well, guess what? Now those bones are going to slip out of position and you've ruined all the hard work. So you got to wear this um, this uh, shoelace bra for 24 hours a day, six weeks, and you're going to love it. Yeah, no, it's a <laughs> good thing. It, but you're going to love it. It's, no, it's I, very important. It, it works. I've done it for several patients and uh, it's I, I give it, you know, high marks for uh, really setting those folds. It's good. Right. Because six weeks is sort of the magic number in general for surgery. At six weeks, things have sort of, you know, the scar tissue's formed. Things are sort of where they're going to be and where they're going to stay. Yep. So if you can get your result to that six-week mark exactly how you want it, you're usually going to be good after that. If That's you did awesome. the permanent sutures and the periosteal and the, the mesh and the bolsters, you know, you got to throw the, the whole book at these things. You do. Because the last thing you want is to come back again Mm-mm. and have to redo it because it's going to be even harder the next time around. You bet it is. Well, that's awesome. That's a great, great discussion about yes. our, our, our friend, IMF. the IMF. What the IMF? What the IMF, IMF are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, it, it does sound like the... Isn't that the International Monetary Fund, the IMF? Mm. Yeah, so that's not a, that's not what we're talking about. No, not the no, same thing. This is definitely the inframammary fold. Um, anything else, Doctor Ravella? Nope, I think that's it. I think we've concluded our discussion on the IMF, and this is the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast coming to you from the nine hundred two one zero. If you like what you heard on the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast and want to get in touch with either Dr. Ravello or myself, this is how to do it. You can reach me at the website, ravelloplasticsurgery.com. You can reach out to the office directly through the website with any questions or consult requests, or you can call the office directly at 310-954-1355. And you can reach me on Instagram at Ravello Plastic Surgery. And to reach me, the phone number is 310-777-8800. My website is drcalvert.com, drcalvert.com. Instagram, Dr. J. Calvert. And of course, you may want to check out our YouTube channel for the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast, which is simply that, Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. Hope to see you all in the office very soon. Bye.